You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight we're going to talk about a topic of freedom. Say freedom. You see, we're in the month of July and we're celebrated. We celebrated 4th of July, Right? And it's funny because when we ask, actually ask people, what does 4th of July mean? They're like, oh, barbecues and fireworks. Well, what really does it really mean, you know? But freedom is the biggest word here. And tonight, I'm going talk to, to talk to us tonight very quickly here about the ultimate freedom. And of course, we know the ultimate freedom comes from Jesus. Amen? And so the thing is, though, is that there are people who, who say, I, you know, I'm, I go to church. That makes me a Christian. And honestly, you can be as much as sitting in a garage does not make you a car, okay? So I just want to point it out there that just because you sit in a Chinese restaurant doesn't make you Chinese, okay? (laughs) So in the same way, just because you sit in church doesn't mean you're actually a Christian. So I just want to point it out there that tonight, you may be coming to church and been watching our services and you're saying like, well, how come I go to this church but still haven't accepted, I haven't really experienced true freedom. Tonight, I believe people are going to get free indeed. John 10.10 says this, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. My next verse here is John 8, 36. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that tonight your word will go forth and penetrate our hearts and give us not just information but revelation, Holy Spirit. So speak to us tonight and may people be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, uh, it's funny because today Angela was watching the news. Was it yesterday or yesterday? But the suicide rate in San Diego has gone up. That there has been... they say two out of 10 people have attempted, I'm not saying they've done it, like they've actually completed it, but they have attempted suicide. And the, the national rate has gone up even more. And if, I, if we were to be true and honest with ourselves here tonight, some of us have probably thought of it at least once in our lifetime. And suicide's a very real thing. And on top of that, you know, you guys know the story is that I went to jail, was it two years ago? And two years ago, right, I did a, there was a crime that happened when I was 16 years old. Long story short, it's a long, long story. I get published in magazines and articles on me, on Inc., Forbes, and all that other jazz. And then automatically someone's, a distant family member says, a family friend says, oh, I'm traumatized. I need $5 million. And then they, they file for it. And then they say, is this true that happened? I'm like, yeah, it happened. Okay, there's a warrant for your arrest. Like, what? I already paid for that when I was 16 years old. And I was like, yeah, but this new case has been filed. So for eight months, I was in jail. Now, here's the thing. I got money. It's not a secret. We got money. So I could easily bail out. But because it was a juvenile case, juvenile cases don't have bail available to them. So I was in juvenile court. So I was stuck. I was stuck with the people who have bail at two, three million dollars. My best friend in there, in the jail, 
was the head of the cartels of Southern California. I also had a best friend there who was the biggest, one of the biggest traffickers between Arizona, Nevada, California. I gotta say, best friends. If you guys read my books in the past, I would say I don't believe in friendships because all friendships are supposed to be transactional and da da da, you know, give and take. This is, but no, I learned about friendship in jail because if you got no friends, you're gonna get shanked. And so I was like, I gotta make friends in here for fast, quick, in a hurry. But you know what's funny is that I knew what it meant to be physically bounded and not free. I knew what it was to be physically bound and not free. And what's interesting is that the people I met in there, who maybe not be as high profile of the crimes, but there were people in there who were coming in and out. And this guy named Arturo said to me, you know what? It's a revolving door. He gets really like, dude, you're getting out of here. Great, praise God, get out of here. You know, have fun. He was like, I'll be back in a couple hours. I was like, are you serious? And without a joke, he leaves at breakfast, he comes back before dinner. And I'm like, are you, what'd you do? And I, long story short, my roommate at the time, his name is Robert. Robert, you're probably watching. Woo, woo, and Donovan prison. Anyways, he has a phone. Different story. Anyways, I'm not going to say his last name, so I'm not writing him out. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Anyways, <laughs> so anyways, so Robert's probably watching this online. Praise the Lord. He was my cellmate. And um, long story short, Robert's like, yeah, these, these dudes in here, these cats, this is all they know. I said, no way. So I was like, hey, Arturo, come here. So during, during his time, the, the pod, he came out the door. I'm like, bro, what's going on, man? Why, why did you just leave? Don't you have, a, you have two kids and you have a wife? What's going on? He's like, oh, it's just 90 days. I'm like, what do you mean it's just 90 days? He's like, yeah, well, how long were you here? Oh, last time I was serving, 120 days. I'm like, what's the longest you've ever stayed out? He's like, a weekend. I'm like, okay. So you've been out for a weekend. Why that weekend versus a couple hours? He goes, because right when I step outside that, <laughs> right when I step outside the, um, the, the gates, some food just knocked me out. So I was knocked out unconscious for the weekend. And he got back up and he was like, oh my goodness. And so here's the deal. This man, Arturo, he was easily able to be free. But no matter how free he got with the shackles, he was still bounded in his head. He had a life of being bound. And that's the, the funny thing is like, these guys, I'm like, bro, you guys, and in the same way, these guys are so, but I met a guy named Robert. Robert, I'm not gonna say his last name, but Robert. And I love, God really placed me with this man because everyone else was gangbanging, everyone else was like politicking and you know, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But Robert, he was a guy who was into personal development. He was a guy who was like reading the books that I read. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, all right. Long story short, but he believes Jesus is an alien. That's a different story. But yeah, he's watching online, so praise the Lord. So we, were, we worked on him. So, but what I found out was like, I said, Robert, you wake up every single morning not mad, not angry. Why? He goes, I can be locked up for 11 years, but I am free in the mind. The moment I get out of here, I am out of here. I'm like, okay. So this that showed me that people had the mentality of being bound. No matter if they were shackled or not, they were still bound. So my friends, in the same way, here in San Diego, there are so many people out there who may be free as a bird, have no shackles, but they still walk around bounded. They still walk around really, really shackled in the head. 
the suicide rates that, that, that happen, if you look up what causes suicide, what, what is the reason for people who become suicidal? And there are, th there are three things that on the American Associate, Psychological Association, APA, the American Psychological Association says that suicide harnesses from three things, hopelessness, faithlessness, hopelessness, faithlessness, and isolation. And my friends, can I just say this? The church solves all three. When you are the most down and depressed, you want to isolate. How many of you guys, I've been there, like, don't talk to me, I don't want to be by nobody. I'm just in my own funk. And that's what happens. My friends, for us to get ultimate freedom, which we're talking about tonight, ultimate freedom in our head, in our mind, in our lives, there are three things that Jesus, that, first of all, it comes from Jesus, but there are three things that come with Jesus. Three things. And it's three things. It's faith, hope, and love. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he is a rewarder for those who earnestly seek him. See, here's the thing, though. Is that what is faith? You know, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the things not seen. So faith says, I believe in something that's not seen, but I believe it's there. Oh, but that's not, I, I believe in science. Well, do you love? Can you see love? My wife would say yes. It's called Amazon packages. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just joking. That's. This makes her sound so superficial. Sorry. Anyways, but can you see love? You can't see love, but you know you love. You just know. Well, prove to me that you love. You just know. <laughs> but in the same way, faith, faith just knows. And so faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. Can I just say this? I've met a lot of religious nuts I'm still friends with some of them. And they're trying to aim to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. That's great. That's fine and dandy. That's, 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 that's honorable. But can I just say this? At some point in your journey, you're going to fail God. Because you're human. So for us to say, I am never... <laughs> it's funny, there's a guy that, that used to, you know, we used to be friends with him. Well, still friends with him. Um, but he says... We're driving. He's all, from this moment on, I'm never going to curse again. Never, never, ever, ever, ever. And then Sodom cuts him off. He's like, mother ever, son of a bee. And I was like, bro. He's all, starting now. <laughs> and that's, I wish I was joking, but it's true. I was like, are you serious? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, starting now. Okay, okay. You're never going to curse again. Everything out of your mouth will be psalms and songs of joy and whatever else. He gets out of the car and sees us, um, some kind of skunk, whatever. He's like, ish, let me get out of here. I'm like, okay. So anyways, my friends, here's the thing. It is not about what we do because what we do will never amount to righteousness. But what amounts to righteousness is this, is belief. So it's not about, Christianity is not about, let me behave a certain way, let me, be, let, me, let me be perfect, let me be this, let me be that. But it's not. It's about belief. Without faith, it is impossible to please. Well, Stephen, how do you get faith? 
How do you get faith? Can I just say this before I get there? Is I believe all criminals, to solve crime, to solve the criminal uh, matter of this world, in the United States, they just need faith. And here's my, my conclusion for that. Someone who steals, if they really, really believe that they're being provided for by, by Jehovah Jireh, no need to steal. If they really believe that there is a love for them, that someone actually wants them, they feel wanted and needed emotionally, physically, no one need to rape. If someone really felt the, 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 the actual aspect of, 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 does that make sense? Every single crime comes back down to faith. Now, there are some people who have mental disorders and whatever else, but in the aspect of people who chose the crimes, if they had faith, it would solve society. So how do you get faith? How do we solve this in the aspect of giving faith? How do we get faith? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes. Can I just say that now for a second? Faith comes. Faith comes to you. It's not something that you buy. You can't just buy it. It's not something that's just, you can't just nitpick it from the grocery store. But faith comes, what? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing, what? Hearing the word of God. So if you want to say, how do I please God? How do I get faith? That's why you're in church. That's why we go to Bible study and connect group. It's because faith comes by the hearing and hearing of the word of God. And here's a great verse here, Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. You know, the, 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 the world out there, not the church, would say, there's a book out there called The Secret, whatever you put out into the universe, that's what you're going to receive. That's what a lot of the secret, that's what the book called The Secret. <laughs> they all say that, but the Bible has been saying that for the longest time, before The Secret even happened. Before they pen that thing down, the Bible says, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. I have a saying that says, whatever you believe is how you behave, and how you behave is who you become. So if you believe small, mediocre, and you believe lack, you're going to then behave mediocre, small, and lack, and then you're becoming, whatever you believe is how you behave, and how you behave is who you become. Then you're becoming, your future becomes small and lack. But if you believe big, you then becoming acting big, and your act, your behavior becomes big, and then you're becoming behave, believe, behave, become. So I can tell you based on someone's life, when they tell me what their belief systems are, if they believe small, they act small, their future is small. If they believe believe, behave, become. Say it with me. Believe, behave, become. That's in my book, shameless plug. So in that same way, keep in mind that when we, if it's impossible to please God without faith, and we get faith by hearing the word of God, and whatever it is that we believe is what we receive, do you see the importance of church? Amen? So for us to get ultimate freedom is through Jesus, which gives faith. Second one is hope. 
it says here, there's a saying that says, you can live a month without food, three days without water, and five minutes without air, but you can't live a second without hope. A person that commits suicide, actually committed it, has lost all hope. They've lost all hope. And hope is, is actually the very thing that sustains someone. When, you, when, you, I, look, when I meet with, with clients and with people, when I meet, I'm a hypnotherapist, I sit down with clients who tell me about their, their, their suicidal tendencies and their, their, their anger towards life. And the moment they, they, I say, what are you hopeful for? And they say, nothing. What's your vision? Nothing. If none of that pops up, I get very worried for them. And so my job then is to find them to be hopeful about something in life. But if you say, well, I have no hope, that is a tragedy waiting to happen. Psalms 42.11, this is David saying, why, my soul, are you downcast? It's inner being. Why are you so disturbed within me? Here's his command to his own soul. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. David over here is talking to himself and saying, why are you so downcast? So which means if, if he's downcast and all he needs to do is put his hope in God, then he'll praise him. So my friends, for those of us who are dealing with the hopelessness and this idea of there's no hope for me and there's nothing else for me and you're feeling so down and depressed and you're not experiencing the freedom I'm talking about here, can I suggest to you to put your hope in God? But I've never seen God. I've never... That's why it's called faith. <laughs> and my friends, it's, 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 it's really, it's really fun thing to just say, you know what? I'm going to believe in something I cannot see. And what's interesting is that we already do it. For those out there who says, I believe in science and only science alone. You have faith. I don't have faith. I don't believe in faith. Well, you, when you cross the street, you have faith that that guy's going to stop at that line and a red light. That's all, they, that's all they got. There's no actual fence. There's no actual barrier. It's a red light and a line. That's, you got to have faith in that red light and the line. So in actuality, you have faith that that light and line is going to save your life. That, my friend, is faith. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you, here's the word, hope and a future. My friends, God desires for us to be in hope, to live in hope, to live in this thing called faith and hope. And in conclusion here, love. This right here is the biggest thing, my friends. For us to have ultimate freedom is the love of God. You and I can never have ultimate freedom without the love of God. But Stephen, I don't feel loved by God. I don't, I don't believe God loves me. Can I just say this right now? None of us are representation of God. So if you look to Stephen, well, Stephen, you did this wrong to me. Well, hello, I am not God. And I do not want that title either. God loves you so much. And I'm going to tell you right now that there have been many times people feel the church has belittled people, has, uh, has punished people. We hear that all the time. 
But can I say the heart of God is this in Genesis? In the book of Genesis, it's not in the, the, the screen here, but in Genesis, when Adam fell, he, he committed the first sin, you look at the scripture, what did God do? He didn't put thunder down and kill them and smite them. The Bible says he was looking for him. He was looking for Adam. And what happened? Adam was like, he, he heard the voice of the Lord. The Bible says that he hid himself. It says, where are you, Adam? Now, God's obviously God. He, he sees him. But he's like, where are you? He goes, I hid. When I heard your voice, I hid. Why did you hide? Shame and guilt will do that to you. But can I say this? The Bible says right here, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The opposite of faith is not lack of faith. The opposite of faith is fear. And if, if, if faith is to God, fear is to the enemy. My friends, here's a question I have for you. Where are you right now? Are you living a life of faith or living a life of fear? You see, faith believes something that isn't there is there. Fear is believing something is there that isn't there. Think about that for a second. Faith believes something that's there that isn't there. And fear believes something is there that isn't there. And you know that they say, psychologists, psychologists say that about 80% of things that we worry about never really happen. So we're living, and as, as, as hypnotists, you know, Paul's hypnotist as well, as hypnotists, we're, 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 we're told that whatever you're believing in the subconscious, you actually live out. So you say, oh my gosh, I'm so fearful, I'm so fearful, this is going to happen, it's going to happen on Friday, it's going to happen on Friday. It doesn't happen, you just punish yourself either way, whether it happened or not. But wait, 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 Steve, what if it happens? Okay, then deal with it then. But have some sleep now, because you're going to deal with it anyways. Might as well go ahead and deal with it then, not now. My friends, here's the thing that God gives us. So fear, if we attack fear with faith, it gives, the Bible says here, is that he gives us power, love, and sound mind. What is sound mind? Sound mind is what every person who deals with panic attacks and anxiety, we need a sound mind. And sound mind comes from where? From God. My friends, last verse here I have for us is the verse from Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes and said to them, according to your faith, let it be done to you. He touched their eyes. Eyes is a symbolism of your, what you're seeing. What are you seeing right now? It's not what you see physically, but what do you see in the spirit realm? When you open your eyes, you have sight. When you close your eyes and you look around, you have vision. Walt Disney, you guys hear me say this story all the time. Walt Disney passed away before he could open up Disney World. And the governor of Florida was opening up Disney World and said, Miss Walt, wouldn't Disney have loved, wouldn't Walt would have loved to be here to see his creation? And Miss Walt goes up, you can actually look at YouTube, this, 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 uh, this speech. Miss Disney goes up and says, with all due respect, Mr. Governor, 
Walt saw all of this before you and I did. My friends, whatever it is you see, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. And so for those of us who are needing some freedom in our life, whatever aspect that may be, the question is, what are you seeing in the spirit realm? What are you seeing? Do you have ultimate freedom through Jesus, which he then gives you faith, hope, and love? And it all comes from Jesus. Everyone close your eyes, bow your heads. Right now you're here tonight and you're watching online. The first thing I want to do is to make sure you understand that, that hope and faith and freedom come from Jesus alone. And so you're here tonight and you're saying, Stephen, I would like to make the declaration tonight that Jesus is my Lord. I'm going to stop believing that I can be a, sitting in the garage and become a car. But I'm ready to dedicate my life to this, this freedom. If that's you, if you can just look to me, I want to pray for you. Amen. 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 Everyone pray this prayer with me right now. Heavenly Father, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I accept Jesus into my life. I claim God as my Father. I claim heaven as my home. Thank you for your forgiveness. Give me the freedom now. I receive by faith. In Jesus' name. And for those of us here who says, you know, I have been walking with Jesus, but I need more of Jesus. And it's okay to need more of him because we need him every day. I need him more every day. And say, Stephen, will you pray for my mind? Because my mind is going out of whack. I need that sound mind that you say in that scripture. If that's you, if you just look to me at that. Amen. 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 By faith, just put your hand on your head, on your head, your mind. And I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for every person who's having the need of a sound mind. Holy Spirit, right now, move mightily upon them. Lord, your word says we have not because we ask not. So, Lord, we are asking in the name of Jesus for a sound mind, for clarity, for calmness. Father, we, we put our trust in you. When we want to go crazy and run around with different thoughts and different ideas, Lord, we put a positive that we say stop in the name of Jesus. We put our trust in you. So, Holy Spirit, right now, Move in our life. Touch our minds. And give us a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, we pray this. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.